everybody, and welcome to the Common Briefing Program, part of the Common Geeking Program, where each month we take a look at the hottest headlines from geeks around the world, looking at the most interesting, impactful, or important stories uh, in the sort of geek sphere, things that appeal to uh, passionate consumers of media, fictional, fantasy, science-y, otherwise. My name is Colin, and I'm rambling. I'm joined by... Hello, Rise and Grind. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, you, you can go. I was going to let you go first, but then I was like, oh, there's, I always go first, so there's just going to be an awkward silence, so I should probably just go. There's usually not this much competition. And now it's, yeah, I mean, usually I just jump in there, but I felt kind of bad about that, but now I've made it much worse by yeah. waiting. So, Keep behind the curtain. Uh, it's been a long time since the person running the show decided the order. It's been very uh, yeah. Hunger Gamesy for for many months. <laughs> well, Sorry. Uh, yeah, hi, no. I'm Jeff. I've uh I've yeah I'm here. That's me. The high chowder. You you had a bit or something, so I'll let you get to that. <laughs> Rise and grind, gamers. We're gonna speed run this uh CG or uh common briefing program. Uh with and this is your boy, Time Will Chodery or Chatter, whichever you prefer. Um, that was my I, bit. I sense I sense a smash the subscribe button below coming at the end of this particular Absolutely run. destroy that like button. Decimate it. Make sure that like button and that subscribe button uh, know who's the boss. Make sure their families weep in their destruction. Oh my. As their blood rains across the YouTube algorithm. Oh. <laughs> wow. Just... A wildly different energy than I'm bringing to the table today. Uh, so we're going to spend uh, the next hour, maybe a bit less, uh, trying to recap uh, what we think are uh, the most significant stories from the last month of Geek News. February was a bit of a dense boy, was a bit of a cluster. A lot in the, the uh, I mean, short month long episode tells you everything you need to know. March, March, not so much. So the three of us are going to have a nice, chill discussion about what we think were the biggest stories. Uh, but before we get in, it's vibe check. How how y'all how y'all feeling today? I'm doing all right. I'm gonna see how my fucking stories go because honestly, like I don't have a ton to talk about this episode. So uh, we might get a little bit of struggling to make things interesting from the old Jeff end today. But uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Struggling Otherwise, to I'm make okay. things interesting is the history <laughs> of this entire project. Um, In my autobiography, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, using. I'm using the facade of high energy to mask that my mental health is in the shitter. Yeah, well, you've really gotten onto the fucking uh, the 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 YouTube uh, <laughs> shtick there. <laughs> Just penetrating to the core problem with that entire industry. Um, <laughs> my goodness, yeah. No, I'm I'm in a I'm somewhere in between those things. I was I was telling Jeff before. How did I describe it? Uh, I I should be in a bad mood, but I don't have enough energy to sustain it, so I'm fine. That's <laughs> that's kind of where I am. Like I okay, so I gotta say this. I bought a mattress two and a half years ago. This mattress is already not working, which is a weird thing to mm. say about a mattress. It doesn't work as a mattress anymore. Most of the springs. What just, kind of mattress is it? It's got springs, and some of them Rookie don't move. spring. Uh, <laughs> Buying a spring mattress in, yeah. in fucking 2020. Well, here's the what thing. Here's the thing. You? Here's the thing. I'm dumb, but I'm getting a new one, and I thought it was coming today. But it's not. So just like it's the vibe where I thought this day was gonna go one way. It's going a very different way, and I'm disappointed, but, like, it's fine. It's just fine. 
you know? And that's sort of the energy I'm bringing, which is not Are you trying to convince us or you? No, I'm like, I'm looking for anything besides fine. Fine is just, it is so blasé. Uh, I was just, uh, maybe I've just been doing too many things or keeping myself too busy or I just need to get out of fiction. But being completely just like fine seems like there should be something else. But I kind of don't think there is today. So I'm kind of vibing off Chatter's energy a little bit. Fake and masking a crisis though it may be. (laughs) <laughs> that it's given me something to aspire to. I could mask my fineness with Chowder's energy and come out the other side of this. Maybe worse, but sounding better. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> this is a uh, a strange energy that we're collectively bringing yeah. to the table. Like today. I, I'm trying to like dig out of this energy that I brought, and it's it's really difficult when it's just you know I didn't get my mattress, but I had pizza. Well, we could we could talk about the news. Maybe that would help. You know what? Let the news lift us from our dire straits. Something no one has said in many years. Let's get into it. <laughs> so I'm going to dive right in uh, with my stuff. I'm mostly talking about one thing today, and it's, it's all about Microsoft. So Microsoft is a company that's worth a lot of money, and they make computers. Uh, but 20 years ago, they started making a video game box called the Xbox, and it did really well. And then they made a new one, and it did really well. They made a new one, and it did not do very well. And now they're trying to make their way back with a little ditty called Game Pass. And I talk a little bit about Game Pass every month. But this is the month where I go ham on Game Pass, because some shit is fucking happening over here. And Microsoft has the, the size and the capital to do crazy shit. Which, from, like, a capitalistic economic standpoint, is really just smart business. But from, like, a consumer standpoint, it's a little weird. So, what am I talking about? Xbox Game Pass, as you may know, is a subscription service. 10 to $15 a month uh, that allows you to download and play from a large library of about 300 video games. Microsoft is using this as their killer service. Depending on the version you get, you can play it on an Xbox or you can play it on a PC or an Android phone, or soon, an iPhone, an iPad, or a browser. And they're trying to make it so that selling an Xbox, the console that you can put in your living room, is not so much the goal anymore. The selling the boxes is great, but Game Pass is the thing that they want people playing. This service is only a couple years old. It is easily the biggest name in the gaming space, currently with 18 million subscribers, which is already nuts for a gaming subscription service. Nothing else has ever come close to this. And with the advent of the new consoles, the Xbox Series consoles and the PlayStation 5, both of which are still very, very difficult to get, um, Game Pass is Hooray kind scalpers. of... scalpers. Yeah, and it's... it's You can find them online for way too much money. Um, but I, it doesn't really matter that much, I think. Because I'll tell you this. I have an Xbox Series X, and the performance updates on games I play are fantastic. But there's only, like, one or two games that need it. And the PlayStation also only has, like, four games out for the PlayStation 5 exclusively. Like, it's not a big deal. They're nice, but bleh. What Xbox has is Game Pass, where you can play all these games, including their flagships, Halo, Gears of War, Forza. But they've also got a ton of indie games on it. And uh, back toward the end of 2020, they announced that EA Play was going to be integrated into this. This is the Electronic Arts 
version of Game Pass where they put their games in a subscription service. And now if you get the higher end of Game Pass, you just have EA Play now on PC and console. It like feels kind of too good to be true because now this 200, 300 game library now has all the Star Wars games that EA made. And you know, all of their big fucking sports games. Like, I have Madden 21 on my console that I didn't pay for. That's a pretty new game. Like, there's a ton of shit that got lumped in there. And then the shot heard around the world happened where Microsoft announced they're buying Bethesda. And that deal went through this month. They wasted no time. 20 Bethesda games. Doom. Elder Scrolls. Fallout. Prey. Just enormous franchises and Prey, all on on Xbox Game Pass. The the new Prey was absolutely phenomenal. I think it's it's one of the reasons I think people should get Game Pass. That game is so good. But they just added these 20 games to it and came out and explicitly said, well, yeah, we want to make future Bethesda games exclusive to Xbox Game Pass. Not the Xbox consoles, mind you, to Game Pass and the Xbox ecosystem, which now means not PlayStation. So Which Microsoft Bethesda heard people was say previously exclusive to question mark. Well, exclusivity yes. used to mean exclusive to a console. Lately, it hasn't really meant that. Xbox. I mean, for a I'm while, assuming Switch ain't getting that stuff either because that's don't. just because Switch can't handle it. There are rumors about a Switch Pro that have been going around for years, but they're starting to heat up. I imagine we'll be talking about that in the months to come. Um, but the Switch is pretty non-competitive in this space just because of the size and the fidelity of some of these games that we're talking about. Yep, fair. Um, so when we're talking about exclusivity, it used to mean this is just on Xbox, this is just on PlayStation, but now everything comes to PC, and now Xbox Game Pass lets you play this stuff on your phone. So it's not about being on Xbox, it's about being not on PlayStation. As long as you pay them 15 bucks a month, you don't need an Xbox. And they sweeten the pot with the Bethesda thing because they have games like Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 on the horizon. And that's just the Bethesda studio stuff, the folks that make Skyrim and Fallout. The people that make Wolfenstein and Doom and Dishonored are also part of that acquisition. So we're also now seeing an Indiana Jones game come from that. So what's that going to look like? Like, this is a big shift in calculus for a lot of things because Bethesda has always been cross-platform. The thing is, that's not entirely true because their first console game was Morrowind back in 2002. So they've always kind of been chummy with Xbox, and the tagline they've been using in all the advertising is, we've always been fans, now we're family. And it's just like... It's it's just a fun little tagline, but essentially, Microsoft is really, really leaning into these relationships and these acquisitions to try to build what at first seemed like too good to be true a deal, and now is, like, absurdly too good to be true, and also could become, like, a new monolithic thing. Now, on its own, that might be exaggerating, but here are two other developments this past month to be aware of, and this is not hard news Uh, like the Bethesda drop. uh, Yes, go ahead. Yeah, like a... All right, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Xbox Game Pass is, like, great for, like, accessibility in games. Like, uh, uh, more people can play games without, like, it being difficult for them, and that's a good thing. Especially especially what they have with It removes the, a lot of barriers. Especially what Xbox has been doing with the uh, disability 
controller. Yeah. You know that up. Yes, the, yeah. the Microsoft, the accessibility controller has been like lauded and widely received. Their partnership with indies and uh, indie developers has been huge. I personally have found a ton of like very small studio games on Game Pass that I've sunk hours into. I never would have put 20 bucks down for them myself. It's too much of a gamble. But I Game Pass is the ultimate demo disc. You can just try all these things <laughs> and if you don't like it, move on. And if you like it, you can play all of it. It's in it's an incredible pro-consumer experience. Chatter's right, it removes a lot of barriers. But then we get into some of these new rumors, which have me equal parts excited and spooked. And Jeff, here's where I imagine you're gonna have something to say. Two rumors mm-hmm. have come up over this past month regarding Microsoft, both of which involve more deals like what we just saw. To go on the Bethesda track and just buying up an absolute giant in the space, Microsoft is allegedly in talks to acquire Discord for $10 billion. Right. Which on its face seems just kind of like, uh, oh, they did it with LinkedIn. They did it with all these other sort of things. They failed at social media, mobile, yada, yada, yada. Discord's different because of how centric it is to gaming. And for some yeah. context, I have Discord Nitro right now on a free trial I got because I have Game Pass, and it was a partnership perk they did. So just like how they've always been fans with Bethesda, now they're family, they're building these relationships continually. They also have Disney Plus perks on there, and I'm wondering what that's going to mean for the future. We'll see. But this Discord merger possibility would be gigantic in a couple ways. In one way, it's a little spooky to think of, oh god, everything is just solidifying into these couple large companies having control over everything. Hooray, capitalism! On the other side, if we look at how Microsoft's Xbox division and its Game Studios division has handled acquisitions, looking to Minecraft back in 2014, looking to Bethesda hopefully into the future, they have handled acquisitions extremely well. They have grown Minecraft even larger, improved the base game, and added stuff that I care about outside the base game. Plus, we can enjoy Minecraft without uh, having to uh, support a weird white fascist Racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you don't have to deal with Notch's rhetoric anymore. So that's kind of nice. Um, and like the developers that they have, like working on Minecraft, are mostly people who have been kind of involved, like since yeah. the get go, right? Very early so on. At least yeah, they're not time. just like fucking taking it and, you know. And They've rewriting everything and firing everybody and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know all the specifics, but... For such a large company, Microsoft has been strangely hands-off. When you consider some of the stuff they did with other studios they bought and shut down, like Ensemble back in 2009, they bought them, had them make Halo Wars, and then shut the studio down. It's just like, since then, they've earned a lot of goodwill. And if you look at what Discord means to the gaming space, and imagine what lumping Discord Nitro into Game Pass would be. It is complete vertical integration that seems very pro-consumer, raises a lot of questions down the road, but it seems like they're trying to turn Game Pass into not just a place to play games, but the place to play games. The, like, the everything that goes into the gaming experience. So that kind of goes along with the Bethesda news. The second rumor has to do with something very much like EA Play. Yes, go ahead. If Microsoft gets rid of those cringy hashtag gamer loading screens that Discord as uh, i'll consider it a win (laughs) okay that's fair um yeah i'm not a i'm not a big fan of those but to each their own ubisoft plus is another 
name in the game subscription service space for $15 a month on your PC. You can access over 100 Ubisoft games, and um, th that includes their new games. And U Ubisoft, for those of you who don't know, Assassin's Creed, Tom Clancy, so The Division, um, another just absolute giant in the space. They produce a lot of indies. They produce some middling stuff like Trials, which is very fun, but not gigantic. Did Ubisoft do Rayman? Yes, they, yes. They did do Rayman. Okay. Yep. So Ubisoft is apparently being courted by Microsoft to include Ubisoft Plus as a oh part my. of Game Pass. So when you look at the ambition for this, locking down the makers of Elder Scrolls to to <laughs> act as fucking exclusive game developers, the guys who made yeah. who made the original Doom are now an Xbox game studio, and then looping in the chat side of it, looping in the community side of it, trying to loop in more developers and competitive studios under one banner, Game Pass is turning into something else. And for the moment, it's still extremely pro-consumer. Their track record with Game Pass has not disappointed. It has, by and large, been great for the community. Their approach to financing these things is we work out deals with individual developers. And if they like it, we'll do more. And if they don't, it's no hurt feelings. They can take it off of Game Pass. Like, of course, it's... Mm. Of course, just wait till they corner the market. That's, That's always a sign when things go that, bad. That is the spook factor here. Because if I take each of these nuggets of news as a Game Pass subscriber, I use it for everything. I'm saving money on Destiny. Uh, Pat and I just started playing this game called For the King, a wonderful little indie tabletop game. And we just, like, lose track of time. Play like, it, there's so much. There's a little Metroidvania called Gato Robato. You can 100% the game in four hours, and it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's it's just such a good service. But it's about to be a lot fucking more. And yeah. the consumer in me is excited, and the realist in me is terrified. And this is a thing people need to be paying attention to. Because this is no longer just Xbox trying to flex on PlayStation. This is Microsoft flexing its trillion-dollar valuation over the entire entertainment industry and that's yeah, and i get a little i get a little worried when uh, big companies like man, this I, I thought you were gonna say flexing their trillion dollar dick and i'm like <laughs> i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's a missed opportunity or a bullet dodged but i have bullet I dodged have. for sure i don't want to see what oh a bicep my. muscle rendering looks like on that particular appendage especially a trillion dollar one <laughs> yeah i get a little worried like i mean like sort of counterintuitively like when big companies like this do like these big moves that are on the surface very pro-consumer that's makes it even a little bit scarier for me because like if something is very pro-consumer then that means that the consumer is way more willing to abide by it even yes. though there might be like bigger implications behind it you know what i mean and there's so, there's another element to know. this and uh, and his name is Phil Spencer he's the current head of Xbox mm -hmm. um i i wouldn't say there's a cult of personality surrounding this guy but his reputation is just fucking nice dude honest dude smart dude gamer to his core and it's just it's so easy to take what he says at face value because since he took over xbox after the bungled launch of the xbox one like everything he said has been completely in line with what the business has done it's not like previous people running the division who were just like oh yeah we're so excited to welcome an ensemble to make halo wars and we're also really excited to fire everyone who made halo wars he's just basically been like hey we suck at making exclusives i'm gonna buy a bunch of people to make exclusives that was not the way i should have <laughs> phrased that but <laughs> but like 
his earnestness plays into this. And while there is not a cult of personality personality around it, it just it lends more credence to the idea that this is a good thing, which again leans more into the cynicism of when could it be a bad thing? When's the other shoe gonna drop? What's the dark side of this? For now, the dark side of this is Beyond Light, the expansion in Destiny where you harness the darkness, and I'm a fucking nasty stasis spammer in the Crucible, so nobody likes me, and that's fine. Uh, But that's all I've got for my bit. to kick it on over to jeff all right i've got a, a few things to talk about um i guess it is it is worth mentioning sort of offhandedly that though i am on the opposite side of the country i did receive my uh my Haslab unicron it is at my home in schenectady at my parents house so i got it can't really talk about it because i won't <laughs> actually see it myself for another couple months or so i can't but, um, wait like if you do a review on that i can't fucking wait to see that you've been talking this up for so long yeah i might we might have to i don't know do do some sort of video about it where we can fucking look at it over skype or something because like it's it's much too big to to handle and do one of my normal sort of uh, toy reviews for so i don't know and there's like a diamond everyone who's gotten one who's kind of done one so yeah it might be worth doing something a little bit different more uh cgp centric with it than uh wait than a minute just you, a normal wait, review, you usually but... do reviews on smaller toys right yeah i mean i, I, record, I, I have an idea like, i just fucking record on like a piece of foam core up against the wall so i it, i have kind of and my like on just like a table in my kitchen so my yeah. my recording setup is limited to things that are you know kind of pretty small here i got an idea i have a green screen i could easily make some green gloves (laughs) here's what i'm gonna do i am going to go pick it up it's only like a half hour away from me i will go pick it up Uh, (laughs) i will do all the movements green screen and we'll put it on a video in front of you so it looks like one of your small toys and you can review it like it's one of your regular videos with a teeny tiny giant unicron Just move my hands around in sort of yeah. indiscriminate motion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like a terrible lip So that sync. my fingertips match where your arms are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but doing yeah, that's, things that's like not just much making of a... punching motions and it's doing <laughs> and the toy is doing stuff that's just like not that. I will yeah. be puppeteering Jeff from thousands of miles and several days away. Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, other otherwise on the Transformers note, uh, worth mentioning again, not a lot of real interesting news about this, but uh, Hasbro is doing a, uh, a, what is called the Hasbro Fan Festival, which is basically like another kind of online convention. And that is happening on April 9th. So obviously it has not happened yet. It will happen a week from today as of when this episode uh, airs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm only particularly interested in the, uh, in the Transformers side of it. They are doing panels for, uh, Fortnite, Transformers, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Marvel, and Star Wars. So some exciting stuff there. Um, there's stuff individually in the Transformers panel that's been like announced that I, I think will be interesting for me at least, but, What's kind of what's kind of weird is like usually when toys are released, at least from the, you know, in recent history of Transformers toys, we kind of usually are used to seeing stuff like a year before it actually comes out. Um, 
but we're in a in a weird sort of spot now because like obviously they're not they don't have stuff like the big you know mm-hmm. San Diego Comic Con and Toy Fair and like other stuff like that to be revealing stuff at. So it's it's either revealed like kind of drip fed every once in a while, just like out of the blue or through leaks or through a you know much more scarce like big thing like this. So like. The timing has worked out so that like the current wave that is coming out, like we haven't seen. So the current the current toy line is called uh, Kingdom, right, which I, I've talked about once mm-hmm. or twice before. Yeah. And uh, wave two is in stores, like on shelves, like you can get it. And we haven't actually seen any official images of wave three yet, which is kind of wild in terms of like, you know, how the how the pace of this usually goes. Of course, we've gotten leaks and stuff like that. Like there's ways that people have kind of tracked down what's probably going to be in waves three and four of Kingdom, but we haven't actually seen any official images. We've seen like a couple leaked images of like two of the higher price point things, but not like the majority of what's actually going to be in the waves. So that's a little wild and that stuff's going to be announced at that uh, that Hasbro event. But yeah, other than that, I mean, there'll be more news about it, I imagine, after it happens than than beforehand. But um, yeah, the other big thing that I wanted to talk about a bit more is uh, the, the news around NFTs this month, which has been a conversation. I'm going to um, need you to... I have fully tuned out of this discussion. My understanding yeah. of NFTs is that they are a blockchain-esque, Bitcoin-esque way of creating images that that not creating not images or like uh, labeling them or whatever yeah not, sort of. not really so, images just like sometimes images making make or not like creating i mean uh i mean like oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it takes like pre-existing images and like puts a unique link on it or so nft stands for non-fungible token um and the so the difference so like a dollar for example like a a, a is a fungible token, right? Mm-hmm. Like it has value, but like if I lent Colin a physical $20 bill and then he paid me back on like Cash App or something, right? It would have the same value, even though you're not yeah. giving me the same thing. You could give me four fives and it would have the same value as a $20 bill, even I though have, it's not the same thing. I have funged your $20 bill. Correct, right. Uh, so <laughs> non-fungible things Insert are- mushroom pun. Jesus. So non-fungible things are basically like, you know, not replaceable things. But like I've seen a lot of places describe them as unique, which is misleading because it's not like, oh, a one of a kind thing. Like there can be multiples of like any product that you own, like any of the transformers that I have are are non-fungible tokens in a sense because they're, uh, you know, like you could replace one with the other version of the same one, but it wouldn't be the same as like replacing one with a different figure or whatever. That's kind of a yeah. weird example. But um, <laughs> those are examples of physical non-fungible, non-fungible tokens, it, at least to my understanding. Whereas what it's really been referring to is digital non-fungible tokens. So Bitcoin, for example, is an example of a digital fungible token, Right. You can replace any amount of Bitcoin with other Bitcoin. It's still the same value, right? Whereas, like, think of non-fungible tokens kind of as, like, trading cards, I guess, is a good example. I, I think um, the, a good example is, like, or a comparison is, like, art pieces, you know? like Yeah, well, in one application of it. I mean, I've seen it kind of in both. Like, our friend Pat, who's, you know, occasionally on this podcast, was talking about how, like, 
moments in sporting events were being sold as as uh, non fungible tokens. Basically, I, I don't. What care. kind like of world do we live cards. in where you can trademark a moment? Well, exactly. Yeah. It's, so it's it. it's a weird app. So like in his in in the implica- in the uh, the example that he's talking about, like those are being sold as like cards, basically, but just not physical ones, digital ones, which you know. To a certain degree, I think makes a certain amount of sense if you're, you know, in the collector realm of it. But it's not something wait, I would get the, into myself but, personally. But, but. but generating an NFT, they have to apply it to a file, to a set of information that is typically an yeah, image, I think, right? I, I think in the and you know, I, I, I could be corrected on this, but I think in the case of like sports moments, these are like clips from videos of the of like okay. like news footage of it. So it's like it's another thing is like, you know, uh, with like non fungible uh, tokens, right, is like, at least in this application, right? Like, if you want to just see the event, it's not like you have to go contact the person who who owns the NFT or whatever, right? Like, you could just go watch a clip of it on YouTube, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's not about having something, you know, like, it's a collector's item in a sense. Like, I can see the application of it in, like, digital art because, like, you know, it's hard to monetize digital art because, like, the image of it online is more or less the same thing as owning the actual piece when there's no physical piece. I can see the application of it in that sense. The other but, applications of it seem a little silly to me personally. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, but the problem with NFTs are that, like, a single transaction with an NFT can, bur- can like, burn as much our fossil fuel as an entire nation it's fucking wild what that seems yes quite that no i'm not no i'm not hyperbolizing that no shit i i I ain't shitting you okay but what nation yeah you're gonna have to break that luxembourg because i've I've not heard that luxembourg's not not that big is it how many people live in luxembourg so you mean just like just yeah, the people? Like, it, how is that any different from any other thing that's like shared well, around on the internet or whatever? Well, though? no. So, so what Chowder's talking about, I think, is the way in which you procure, you generate an NFT, similar to the way that you generate a Bitcoin. It is, it I has see. pretty incredible detriment to the environment because you like it also contributes to the graphics card shortage we talked about back in uh, September or November or whatever, where people are buying these up because you need to essentially run a hothouse as much as you can get at home. Just run these things full power, grinding out these algorithms to try to mine the Bitcoins. And I presume that the generation of an NFT is a similar process. Um, So it is a very high energy consumption. All right, so one, Luxembourg is one of the wealthiest nations in the world. Their people have a disproportionate uh, footprint compared to other nations. So, like, you know, some nations may do put out more, but like Luxembourg, like per person, per, per capita. Person. But and 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 two, like I'm, I I swear to you, I'm not shitting you on this. Like, uh, uh, the generation of NFTs really is harmful for the environment yes on an industrial level mm-hmm. i mean it's the same with bitcoin i saw a great thing where where elon musk you know hooray uh tweeted uh you can now buy uh teslas with bitcoin and the immediate reaction was way to negate all the environmental benefits of having an electric car <laughs> and like gosh the, that's interesting the I environmental really that, benefits that, uh... of having an electric car 
is still uh, so and so because you the know manufacturing the, of batteries and the, is not great. Yeah, yeah, the manufacturing of batteries, the mining of uh, the pre- the precious metals needed to make make those batteries, not exactly great. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's like, apart from that, there's also just like the consideration of like people have set up bots, right, to to basically create these NFTs, right, that Mm -hmm. are just like auto creating NFTs from like people's tweets and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like artists are like, you know, super worried about that, like, because like, you know, it's a way for someone to quickly, easily... Uh, steal their art with no repercussions and yeah because the generation of an nft has no accountability it's only once it's generated that you can track anything yeah right and and also just like the whole thing is just a pyramid scheme it's a it's a it's a money it's a it's a way to launder money and like all these people jumping on the hype train for it they're not gonna. Mo- almost all of them aren't gonna uh, get the returns they're hoping for. There's no point what to you, it. What you two have described yeah. to me sounds a lot like a patent troll or a or a web domain troll, where they're just kind of like scooping up as much stuff as possible, hoping someone will want one of the things later, and they can just you know extort them for it. Essentially, where yeah, people are generating much. NFTs out of yeah. stuff. Especially, I'm wondering what the legal. Assuming we ever have a Congress that understands what an NFT is, because that's not <laughs> what we have right <laughs> now. Assuming we that'll, ever have a Congress be that understands what the internet is. Yeah, uh. yeah, we got a long way to go before they understand non-fungible tokens as well as we clearly do. But like, I'm yeah. I'm wondering what the ramifications are going to be for, the, especially the sports stuff. Because guess what? Everything you watch in sports is owned. Someone owns that team. Someone owns that network. Someone owns those broadcasting rights. Someone owns those streaming yeah. rights. If you're just grabbing clips and making an NFT out of it, cool. What's yeah. it going to look like yeah. down the road when there's actually a meaningful? way to say hey that nft is worthless or right and aside from the environmental aspect of it like i think that that would be okay if the the company that was you know that owned the sports teams was selling nfts of their stuff right like that's different to me than like that just seems like a a, post on the internet yeah it just seems like uh, like a novel form of merch at that point right exactly but yeah no i i hadn't even heard the environmental aspect of it that is really bad yeah but, yeah, no, yeah. It, it is it is in in an incredible uh bit of taxing uh on on our already fragile ecosystem Quiet. balance with our industry. And it's terrible because it's just like one. it's just Global for it, it's wild to me that that an abstract concept like NFTs can be so so, so much of a burden on the environment, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like yeah. what it, what's the point even, you know? <laughs> like it, it it's like a, a lot of show and mirrors to get some people who are probably already rich a lot richer yeah and they've basically given nothing to the world you know what i mean it's just like yeah man i was and and it's scary too because it's like it's 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 the kind of thing that like the average person probably doesn't have a great understanding of and like i don't have a great understanding of it and i've like watched videos explaining it and shit like that and i didn't even know this environmental aspect of it right so it's like 
when the concept itself is already so weird and abstract that you need to be sat down and have it explained to you for you to sort of understand what it's actually talking about, then... How are you going to convince someone that it's a problem? Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, Oof. Senate. Yeah, that's bad. Capitalism mm-hmm. ruins everything we love and hold dear. But Game Pass is great! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much all I had to talk about. Um, apparently, Avatar Studios announced that they're actually doing an animated show. I haven't looked into that at all, but that was on our on our collective yeah, list of they, things they, to talk about. After they announced the Avatar Studios last month, this month they actually came out and said explicitly, like, they are developing a series. So I don't cool. think it's in production yet, but, like, they are they are working on making a new TV show in the last Airbender universe, presumably after the movie comes out question mm-hmm. mark we'll see it's all very vague well if that's what they announced first then i would imagine also i would think and maybe i'm just totally wrong about this movies take less time than tv shows don't they uh, n- uh no really uh, it's really it's I mean, really about the okay. same it's okay. well here well look at it this way if you look at a Marvel movie, just because it's so visible how that engine works, each of those movies is about five years of planning. Right. Well, sure. A t- but a, I mean, a t- I, uh, of actual production, in terms of actual a movie production, is two, uh, two to three years, typically. Uh, TV shows move yeah. a, on a much faster schedule with usually much smaller budgets. Uh, and I mean, look at well, yeah, like I mean, a season of prestige TV is 13 hours in a year. I know. I'm just thinking in terms of, but I'm thinking in terms of like, as like when you're comparing live action movie to animated television show, like knowing how long it takes to make like each episode of an yeah. animated television show. Like I would think that that would take much longer. Yeah. Animation is, is different. Like, like the way, the way it works in animation, it's, uh, and don't take anything I say as whole holy script but like uh uh i always do <laughs> uh, i have a bible of chowder that i've been adding adding to for the past 10 years wait wait i have a bible of taimul which one's right yes yeah, whichever oh you man prefer. time to have a religious war here <laughs> uh anyway uh uh so like it, way uh tv animation is made it's a bit like a in industrial or uh, industrial line where like yep. uh each episode is like in different stages of development uh but like uh with TV animation it's basically like if you took the movie budget and just split it amongst the episodes and they mm-hmm. ultimately end up taking about the same amount of time to get made yeah yeah, TV the, uh, yeah would have like if you like take all the net the, amount of hours put into it yeah yeah no yeah because uh, i'll say the the thing i'm working on right now i started working on mid 2020 the stuff that i was doing six seven months ago is not going to come out i think until 2022 so yeah the, the animation mm-hmm. turnaround is a lot different from a regular tv show so that was a uh, naive answer on my part I guess with that chatter, you're already sort of rolling with some momentum. Let's uh, let's give you all the inertia and send you hurtling down the podcast. Chatter started this whole episode with all the momentum. <laughs> let's go! I'll I'll be uh, jumping off uh, Colin's stuff about Microsoft buying up shit by talking about Sony buying up shit. So uh, <laughs> they got to flex so somehow. The, <laughs> so the news here is that. Uh, Sony buys uh, 
the Evo fighting game champion. And for those of you who don't, don't know, Evo is basically like the Olympics of fighting game. Like all the big fighting games. It's an event where all the big fighting games hold tournaments and like getting onto Evo is like a big deal for games and for 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 those games and uh, getting onto Evo or playing in Evo is like uh, the goal of so many uh, uh, like fighting game players, right? And uh, and so and with the pandemic, the there was supposed to be an online uh, an online Evo. But uh, that got axed when uh, it turns out leadership in uh, Evo was being run by pedophiles and groomers and sex abusers. QAnon was on to something. Nope. (laughs) And and everyone was like, well, what's going to happen now to Evo? Uh, Let's see. Uh, And then... And then we learn that PlayStation is bu- buying up Evo, or Sony is buying up Evo. And uh, now we have new questions, like, is Sony gonna just make it games that are playable on PlayStation and, like, fighting games that are exclusive to other consoles? I uh, do have some yeah, some thoughts on yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Sony says... Oh, oh! Don't worry. We're not gonna limit limit it to just uh, Sony fighting games. And it's like, uh, all right, all right. I guess I'll have to take your word for it. Uh, although yeah. one has, <laughs> and also okay. like one has to wonder if they'd let Nintendo have Smash Bros. tournaments. And it's like, yeah. Mm, here's the thing. Here's, here. Yeah. Here's the thing. Sony hates Nintendo. Like. The whole region the PlayStation got made was they swore bloody vengeance on Nintendo. And I, and now granted, I cannot prove any of this with evidence, but I get the feeling the reason Sony has been so <laughs> hesitant to do cross-platform play is they don't want to deal with yeah. Nintendo. I mean, yeah, that's what I was about to say is Sony, the, I have a hard time taking their word for it because on one hand, if you look at how open Microsoft is being with Xbox Game Pass and how people are, like, lauding them for it, you'd think Sony would want a piece of that pie. But every single thing Sony has said and done over the last three years of, like, the democratization of gaming platforms has just been, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't want to, no. And they just want to <laughs> they want to keep everything in. They are fighting cross-play on everything they can. The only reason that they ever did it is because the folks at epic are fucking troll geniuses and they accidentally <laughs> turned on crossplay in Fortnite, and everyone was like that's all you have to do to let us play together is flip a switch um, which is wild so and ever since then sony <laughs> has been fighting it we're just now about to get it in destiny uh call of duty finally has it but like even Minecraft, un- like Minecraft is at this point one of the most accessible games because it's on every platform and you can play every platform together except PlayStation because they're bitter little fucks about it. Like, like I, regardless I of quality of their studios and everything, they are so snippy about this. Say it again. I'm pretty sure it's because of their blood vendetta vendetta against Nintendo. And granted, yeah. Nintendo pulled some shit back in the day, but... uh. Mm. Mm. Anyways, uh, 
It's yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's that's yeah. the context I'm bringing. I don't yeah, trust yes. them to keep it open. Yeah. Uh, to put a cap on that story, Nintendo has made a statement saying Nintendo has enjoyed engaging fans with past Evo tournaments and wish. Oh no! The show organizers the best with their new venture. <laughs> oh, we will continue to assess oh, no. Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future oh, online and no. offline Smash Bros. tournament activity. Lies, Nintendo! Oh. You are screwed so over the Smash just fan, fucking Smash like fan base. passing the <laughs> passing the fucking contract across the table at Sony and looking at them like mm? and shaking their head back and forth. <laughs> The ball is in your court, my friend. We would sooner, see, I, yeah, we would sooner see Smash Bros on Game Pass than we would see that shit happen. I think, but like, <laughs> I'm also, I don't, I'm, I'm worried for Nintendo because here's the thing: Nintendo and Sony, they make some amazing games. They really do some fucking top tier, amazing exclusives to their platforms. Nintendo is kind of bad at everything that isn't making good games <laughs> and a good way to play those yeah. games they do not foster community play very well even their most up-to-date nope. and robust system is still years behind everybody else yep um, they have tried yeah, dog, and failed. It's a fucking nightmare, even on even on games like Pokemon, which are like supposed to be all about playing with other people. Like that's like the whole fucking oh my mission God. statement. The of, UI in Pokemon, Pokemon is such a but like bloody it's just disaster. impossible. You like, know, like there's have, so many yeah. easy things that Nintendo are just has not failed present. to nail the basics and, for and so long. And do not get me started on like getting more storage space on my Switch. You gotta use yeah. micro SD cards and like. God, I was having so much trouble when I wanted to like uh, uh, switch to a new micro SD card that had more space because the old mm -hmm. one was just, I was constantly going, okay, what can I delete yep. to download this new thing? And I'm like, ah. Uh, and then like I was running. When it comes to uh, uh, certain elements of interface design, uh, community features, um, community engagement, especially secondhand content, uh, just uh, all of these are things that Nintendo fails at on the basics and things that Sony has embraced and done very well with PlayStation. So this is kind of a crazy chess move because mm -hmm. this is a thing that I don't think Nintendo has either the knowledge or the willingness to break from their strict Apple-like way of being to create the platform necessary to have a competitive Super Smash Bros. area opposite Evo. I don't think they can do yeah. it. And if they could, they, I don't think they would. So that's... Yeah. If, if this is just going to be a fucking pissing contest between the two, it could really hurt both of them, probably. Nintendo more than yeah. Sony. yeah. Yeah, and like the thing is, a lot of the big fighting games, uh, Street Fighter, uh, Tekken, uh, are kind of like uh, best played on Sony. So, like, you know, they it's not like uh, going Sony exclusive would be would like completely nerf Evo, but it does feel kind of bad to like, or it just does feel bad that like. That certain fighting games like, it, might get. It would be like, be hey, we're watching the, the Olympics, yeah. and this Olympics brought to you by America. We're unbiased, and it's <laughs> that's that's to and, me what it feels well, like. 
I mean, Sony, to be Sony fair, Colin, every game. Olympics is brought to you by explicitly a different country each time. Like, that yes. is how the Olympics okay. work. Yeah, but the point is that it moves from place <laughs> to place each time. It's not like this Evo is yeah, Sony yeah. and the next one yeah, is yeah, but it's good not, old games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like there's a continent exclusivity, you know? It's not like sure. it's like North America <laughs> yeah. and Europe and that's it. Hey, guys, yeah. I got a PlayStation 5 stamp in my passport. <laughs> Uh, moving on, <laughs> moving on to the next story. Uh, I want to talk about how uh, uh, Infinity Train. Uh, so, Book Four has been announced, yeah. which is uh, uh, you know the fourth season of Infinity Train. It's going to come out April twelfth, and uh, it's also going to be the last season of Infinity Train. And like, why must capitalism take everything I hold dear away from me? Uh, <laughs> hey man, four four seasons isn't that bad. Capitalism gave us the Popeyes chicken sandwich, so yeah, yeah. And you know the bullshit that happened around the Popeyes chicken sandwich? Too much bullshit. It's it's true, but I got to eat it, so I'm fine. Gosh, you you miss here one sentence on this fucking podcast, and then you tune back in, and suddenly we're <laughs> talking about chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Any, anyways, it's so it's like yeah, it it the. From the trailer that's been released, Book 4 looks really interesting. I want to know more. There's a lot of threads from Book 3 that they could uh, wrap up. But, like, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, the Book cre- 3 needs to be hard wrapped up since yeah. it felt like it ended on a huge cliffhanger in the middle of the season. Yeah. Which is wild. Uh, and, and, and it's, like, it's heartbreaking because like the creator has expressed desire to, like, make more books. But, like... And, like, Infinity Train is successful. It's, uh, like, really highly watched. It brings people to HBO Max. But they mm-hmm. ain't gonna make more. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. Ah! Corporate shit, man. And I mean, there have been a lot of crazy stories when it comes to the rights around HBO Max stuff. So, it's all fucked over there. Like, they took JoJo's Bizarre Adventure off Netflix on the 27th, which means that the world probably won't be watching Part 4, and I need more people to watch Part 4. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep the bullshit rolling, bullshit train rolling about uh, Dan Avedan, famous for being one of the hosts of Game Grumps, uh, uh, being accused of being a sex pest. Uh yeah. What the fuck does that have to do with JoJo? He said uh, moving on. Moving on oh, and keeping okay. the bullshit train going. <laughs> God, That's what I said. You miss your one sentence and suddenly I, you're talking about chicken sandwiches and pedophiles. Just, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I thought that that was a, a carry through for talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I was like, did JoJo just like fucking call out a YouTuber? <laughs> like, I wouldn't even put it past the writers on that show. But like season four is, you know... Based on a manga that's been out for a long fucking time. It's, I mean, yeah, season four or, or part four of JoJo came out in 1999, but that's not the point. Let's talk yeah. about Dan Abdan real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah we're in. Uh, heard he, about this. Yeah, he's been accused of like uh, 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 ha- having sex with his uh, younger fans. He, he's 42, by the way. Uh, and, you know, so like women who are. Tw- 22 stuff like that he'd have sex with them and then ghost them uh 
he's apparently notorious in the LA cosplay community for that. Uh, he has been accused of grooming, of grooming, uh, with like, uh, a possibility that a 17 year old, uh, he was grooming. And then once she became of age, he had sex with her. That doesn't have a lot of evidence behind it. So uh, maybe that's not true. In which case, uh, in which case nothing he's done is illegal. He, it's all just creepy. legal and consensual, <laughs> just creepy yeah. and douchey and just, uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's also like, it's a different thing. Like if two strangers, one of them's 42 and one of them's 22. Personally, I find that a little bit weird, but they're consenting adults. That's fine. It's a different sort of story when like someone is a, you know, famous creator. Yeah. Yeah. Remember. And, and remember, they, he's like doing this with his fans. Because it's like a yeah. power thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing and this for, with his For fans. posterity, he's, who is this gentleman again? What is he from? Dan Avedan. He is primarily known as one of the hosts of a uh, big Let's Playing YouTube called Game Grumps. Uh, they were big back in the day and they still are now even if they're not at the height of popularity they once were uh he's also the uh, lead in a band called ninja sex party uh well okay how did people not know what was happening i don't i don't fucking know <laughs> and the first and the annoying thing is like he was always he always had this facade of like being like a nice guy who like respected yeah. woman and advocated for yep. like uh, advocated for like you know pos- sex positivity or some bullshit and uh you know he's a fucking hypocrite right. so yeah and now we're kind of, it's like the it's like i mean not that it's exclusive to these two people but it's like you know the joss whedon situation we talked about last month it's like you know yeah yeah, and like when you have a when you have a creator who's supposedly very like you know positive and progressive, and then finding out that they're you know just as creepy as uh, a lot of the other people that you yeah. know you might expect it more from is it's very disheartening. It'd be I like, did see like if uh, I were to tomorrow find out that like one of the McElroy brothers was like actually you know abusing people and shit like that, like I don't know what I would really fucking think about anyone in the world anymore. You know, like yeah. I generally yeah, that, try to go as an uh, an approach of like, oh yeah, you mean it's always in a famous person's best interest to make yeah. them seem like they're a really chill person. So yeah. you can't really know if someone's a good person, but right. you can know if they're a bad yeah. person. Like I, with I the McElroys, to... it's the, the only re- the way they fucked up the handling of the Bean Dead situation was plagiarizing the Rugrats theme. So I think they're doing okay on that front over there. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Like, <laughs> I, I used to I don't watch. Give a shit about that. Yeah. I used to watch Game Grumps, but like uh, fell off. And it's like, and my memories of it were like, yeah, they were fun. I kind of grew out of them, but I have good nostalgia for them. Now it's just like, okay. Fuck off. Fuck off all you folks. Because, like, this is even the first controversy Game Grumps went through. When, like, the... Because, uh, like, Dan replaced a dude named John Jafari, who is a white supremacist. So, like, yeah. Th- this mm. is not a good track record for Game Grumps. And the annoying yeah. thing is, it has defenders. People who just, like, yeah. diehard Game Grumpers. Or whatever bullshit. I, I'll say this: like of, of of all the 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 like 
scandals that have upended people who have been perceived as allies to these communities. The one that like like sunk me the most was Louis C.K. Um, yeah, I remember so, being yeah. very shocked about that. I was when very it first upset happened. about now that. Now, in retrospect, it doesn't seem that surprising compared to some of the other no. ones. But like that was no, the first but- one that I was like. Who? But it is it is a th- yeah it is a thing where like when he, like his apology to it at one point seemed like the most sincere. I recently watched him on stage talking about it and like he has f- fully acknowledged and embraced it in a way that's just like hey these are not the things to do because of these factors and all these different things and i think that we're still so early in this cultural movement and phenomenon which has done so many positive things that i would like to see these track records not have so many tick marks this like in this shortest span like how do you move from white supremacy to that and then just be like all right, what's the next one going to be? And this is this is not yeah. a defense of Louis C.K. This is saying there are ways to fucking handle things and ways to fucking not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I think the, the bigger thing is, is just that we need a bigger culture of people supporting the concept of accountability rather yeah. than, like, people framing it as, like, oh, cancel culture. Everyone's – because, like, you know, like yeah. you said, and that's you just what... fucking watched a video of Louis C.K. on a fucking stage. Motherfucker's not quite as canceled as he ought to be, you know? Still yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, he – like, it's, it's, it's such a flawed concept. Like, uh, vocally holding people to account should – be the default honestly yeah. and if we can i don't know what has dan's reaction to this been because i have not heard anything since it broke uh, and uh, this is the most in-depth i've gotten about it I, yeah Frankly, I'm, more, I'm, I'm more interested in the reaction of the other guy right because they like a duo uh i haven't really heard anything from aaron yeah. hansen because uh, I guess what this is more closely mirroring to me is is uh, I, I use the Louis C.K. thing as just as an example, but Ryan Haywood from Rooster Teeth is it's my yeah, version of this because one, of. one that seemed a little more explicit than this case, but and and but I also followed him. Uh, I saw him at RTX years and years ago and stuff like that, and that was just like a fucking really. And his response was very much just like, uh, "Please don't harass my family. I didn't do anything wrong." And it's like, okay, that's that's the how to not handle it part. And and yeah, now I'm kind of yeah. curious, like on the on this spectrum of handling it. Let's see. I, I remember Dan, Dan. Yeah, I remember Dan having a statement. Let me up. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, while you're doing that, I mean, it's just... Oh, you have it? I have it. Oh, I already have it, yep. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> he, I stand by the fact that any interaction that took place of a sexual nature with the person in question were done so when she was 22 years old and were both consenting adults, Abadan stated. To claim I engaged in any predatory behavior is simply untrue. I have made mistakes in the past and I apologize if my actions or words ever made anyone upset. But those mistakes were never <laughs> ill-intentioned, exploitative, or illegal in any capacity. Uh, well, that, here's the that, thing about I- ill-intention. is it The intention was not ill. We're talking about the effects, bro. What about and that? Also, and also, I apologize if my actions or words ever made anyone upset. He's not sad about what he did. He's sad that or it's it's basically <laughs> like... It's basically I'm sorry the, that you interpreted it that way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry uh, that you're upset. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, that is not that is that is the you, lawyer's way to handle it. That is not the way to handle it. Yep. 
Yep, yeah. pretty much. I mean, in situations like these, I hardly, like, if it's something that's really bad, I kind of hardly give a shit about the way that they respond to it. Because, like, even the worst response, I'm like, well, if I were in that situation, that might be how I would respond. But I would never be in that situation. <laughs> and that's more the point for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nope. Very like, fair. It's not that hard to be. Like, uh, if you're if you're in a, if you're in this situation and you're, like, trying to, you know, get people to stop threatening your family or whatever, then it's just like, yeah, pick any number of ways. But you did dig this hole quite, you know yourself definitely yeah. like you could just P. not be a shitty person i try to do it every single day <laughs> it's not that hard to not be a shit it's not that hard to yeah. not be a shit just don't be a shit like yeah you know there are plenty of people who are fine with just like a not non-committal sex you could have just had those you didn't have to lie to people it's just what possesses you what possesses you did not have yeah, to the thing that really wield power the thing that, yeah all right all right Go yeah ahead. all right lightning all right. round lightning round let's talk about kickstarters uh first one is a is a separate it is a it is like a board Excuse game me? slash card game based on like uh tarot cards it's uh already mates go uh according to them and they were funded completely funded within 17 minutes uh they're Goal was wow. uh, eleven thousand seven hundred eighty-seven, and they are at one hundred thirty thousand dollars over a hundred thirty thousand uh, dollars. And uh, and like you know, the game's based on tarot cards. It looks pretty cool. I like the aesthetic of tarot cards. Don't ever use them to predict the future. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the next one is a uh, graphic novel anthology called Our Stories Carried Us Here. It is uh, 10 bold first-person stories written and illustrated by immigrants and refugees living across the USA, co-created by Green Card Voices. It's, uh, uh, as as of this recording, there are 19 days to go. Uh, its goal is $26,000. It's made $7,000. I think this is really cool. Give... It, give that a ch- check that out they they could use the money uh, support it i'll probably be shouting it out on uh the common geeking program uh twitter so there yeah all righty so thank cool. you for all that this has been a much chattier episode than I expected, but let's try to lightning round the ratings <laughs> if we can. Uh, so here in the rating section, we as an editorial group of folks uh, try to put sentences together and fail. Uh, but we also try to uh, look at all the stories we just talked about and figure out what is the top story in geek news for the month of March 2021. Uh, I'm just going to say it. I think there are two big ones. It's going to be either NFTs or the Microsoft stuff. Yeah, I was thinking, I think NFTs will have a lot of real world implications for a while and need like actual legislature fucking addressing them and shit like that. So that that definitely seems the most important like world news thing from the geek spectrum. But as geek news, yeah, I could see it going either way. Yeah, uh, for me, it's either uh, Sony buying out Evo if only because I like fighting games and that's uh, big news in fighting games or NFTs. And, uh, well, since we all have NFTs that's, yep. as a possible choice, yeah, I that's think it. We, the winner yeah. goes to NFTs. Yep. Yeah. 
I think that makes sense. Yeah, it is, the, that... it is the most tangible, non-fungible thing this month. Um, and I think a lot of my Game Pass stuff was speculation. A lot of our Sony talk was also speculation. I'm so excited to see how these acquisition deals play out. But NFTs are here to stay uh, for yeah. stupid Does or Does that smart. mean that uh, for the title of this episode, we should come up with a uh, a different thing that the acronym of NFT could stand for? Like, no fucking uh, term of suit. Noodle finger time. <laughs> Uh, or why? Why? So it's neat, neat what? flowery toots. How about uh, uh, Nigel Francis Thornberry? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, wonder I don't know what this Thornberry joke is supposed to be. Middle name. That, I'm gonna have to look me. that up. All right. Well, uh, that about wraps it up. We're gonna be back in about two weeks with a regular ass common geeking program. Uh, and I know we didn't. Uh, oh, Archibald. sorry. One thing. I have a. Bummer. I have a. I have a breaking report from Austin. Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Th there was a leaked trailer that suggested there was going to be news on Elden Ring this month. But then because there was a leak, they said we're canceling it and there's not going to be any news on Elden Ring this month. So sorry, Austin. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in about two weeks, we'll be back with a regular episode of the Common Geeking Program. Uh, Jeff, do we know what we're going to be talking about? Uh, I, I think there was some speculation about talking about the Snyder Cut, but... I don't, we haven't organized anything yet. Fair yeah. enough. Well, neither has Zack Snyder, but it's still on HBO Max. So um, <laughs> we'll be back in about two weeks with that episode. In the meantime, uh, you can check out some of the other stuff we do at commongeekingprogram.com. I got a couple other shows. Our friend Ryan, who's a regular on Dice Populi, has been making a lot of short little videos that are just history of D&D &D creatures. They're about a minute long. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, uh, you can find that. I'm going to see if I can put that on the website, but you can find it's Run DNG is what his name has been speaking of non-fungibility yeah. um but uh yeah i've been calling those are the things i think you could check out if you like this stuff uh who who what, what about you guys how you been where where should we tell people to go uh, i am jeff levitt uh you can find me i've got an instagram that is uh, art stuff that i haven't updated in quite a long time running out of different ways to say that sentence uh that is things i wish existed there's a dot between each word um, and I've got a YouTube toy review channel called Alchemist Prime Reviews. And uh, I don't know if it made uh, it onto the recording, but I have a great plan. Oh, I did. It is in the recording. Anyway, yeah. Tune into Alchemist Prime Reviews to see me green what? screen puppeteer Jeff. Oh, the unicorn Jeff. thing? Yeah. <laughs> As he <laughs> reviews the tiny giant unicorn. <laughs> it's your boy, Time Wool or Chowder, whichever you prefer. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Time Chowdery. Remember to smash that follow button. Uh, uh, you can also find me uh, at the Common Geeking Program Twitter at Geeking Program. Remember to hit that uh, follow button too there as well. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, what else did I want to say? I'm also on Dice. I love you, Chowder. I love you, Chowder. And you're 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 great. And you're a lot of very good things. But a uh, a, a good speedrunner is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my attempt at speedrunning Hades has not been that fruitful. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> well, uh, I will be talking to these folks uh, again on mic next month when we recap the Geek News for April of 2021. Until then, I just want to say thank you for listening to this. I usually say that at the credits, but I'm half asleep right now, I think. I'm going to go. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Somebody has to say it. This episode of the Common Briefing Program is uh, hosted by me, Colin, as usual. I was joined by Jeff and Chowder. You know them. 
the podcast is sponsored by Too Many Chili Flakes, which is uh, the bite of food that I just bit into. So let's see how long I can make it through this recording. All right, the uh, the podcast is created by myself and Jeff Levitt, with this episode edited by me, featuring original music also by me. If you go to commongeekingprogram.com, you can find links to all this other uh, fun stuff that we get to do. Uh, but really, I guess if you just listen to this feed, hang tight. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. I already said thank you for listening to this, so I'm not going to say it now. You know what? Let the news lift us from our dire straits. Something no one has said in many years. Let's get into it. All right, so, let's talk about some mass shootings in America. Wait, wrong Christ. kind of news. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that can't be helping a lot of people right now. Um, <laughs> oh jeez. We, we might have to cut that one out. Uh, I realize that's a bit of dark humor. No, it could be post credit. I saw one of my friends tweeted in response like, hmm, like you're in lockdown, not looking so bad, huh? And I'm just like, yeah. I remember people making jokes a year ago that like, hey, at least there won't be any more of these mass acts of violence. And now I'm like, oh, shit, that wasn't a joke. So anyway, dark post credits. Thank you for for sticking (laughs) around after the music. I hope it was worth it.